On with me now is someone who is, in fact, one of the great minds, uh, in my opinion, writing today, Gordon Chang. Uh, He has very keen insight into the Chinese situation, and he has incredible opinion about how we should deal with the Chinese. He is... uh, uh, renowned author of uh, the book, uh, The Coming Collapse of China. Help me welcome to the show, I believe for the first time, Gordon Chang. How are you, friend? Thank you for being there. I'm fine, thank you. And thank you so much for that kind introduction, Reverend Bryant. Thank you very much, Gordon. Gordon, tell us, uh, first of all, about your book, um, The Coming Collapse of China. What was the genesis of that? Uh, why did you write that? I wrote that because my wife and I were living in Shanghai at the time, and I was practicing law. And I had, you know, seen clients come in, stay at the Grand Hyatt, um, which is really one of the most spectacular hotels in the world, and say that China's not communist anymore. And, And that's exactly sort of how I felt my wife felt when we first arrived in Shanghai, which was, um... August 1996, because I can remember Lydia getting on the phone and saying, Mom, China's not communist anymore. But (laughs) as we lived in China, as we traveled around the country, worked there, talked to people, we realized that China was still communist and was actually moving in many ways in wrong directions. And so that's why I wrote the book. Let me ask you this then. My guest uh, here now is Gordon Chang, author of the book, uh, The Coming Collapse of China. How close is that economy to collapse in light of the coronavirus? And uh, I'm setting setting up a question that I have for you as well, Gordon. But if you you tell us in your, if you have a crystal ball to look into, uh, what do you foresee as far as the coming of that collapse? Well, the economy is certainly a driver of uh, failure. in in the Chinese state. Um, If we look back at the first quarter, which just ended at the end of last month, the Chinese economy was deep into contraction, Um, perhaps down 10%, people were saying, year to year, maybe even down 20 or 25%. And and that you can sort of see because our economy is going to be very much the same way. But China's economy before the epidemic hit was only growing 1% or 2% if it was growing at all. It's burdened by debt. Um, the leaders in, in Beijing didn't really know what to do except to try to pour on more stimulus, and it really wasn't working. So they were at a dead end, and I think the coronavirus is going to make it much more difficult for them to start up again. So as we look forward, um, I'm, I think it's going to be hard for Beijing to actually rev up the Chinese economy, especially because its primary export markets, Europe and the United States, are, are flat on their backs. Wow. Gordon Chang is my special guest. Gordon, let me ask you this then. In a piece that you did for Breitbart, um, you point out to us that there's at least $1 trillion uh, that could be seized that are assets of China. Would you expound upon that, shed light upon that particular article, and why you want us to be aware of what's available? Well, what China did... Um, It just didn't let the virus leak out of China. It deliberately crippled the United States and other societies. It was only January 20 that Chinese leaders acknowledged that the disease was transmissible human to human. But they knew that about the second week of December. 
Um, and in that time, it's not only that they kept that secret, which would have been bad enough, but what they did was they deliberately tried to mislead the world into thinking that the coronavirus was not transmissible human to human. And that's why the World Health Organization, in an infamous January 14th tweet, said, based upon what the Chinese were telling WHO, um, there was uh, no possibility of human-to-human transmission. That meant that countries around the world did not take precautions that they ordinarily would have adopted. So this was, uh, I think this was deliberate, because although we don't know what was in the minds of Chinese leaders, if they had wanted to deliberately spread the disease beyond their borders, they would have done exactly what they, in fact, did do. So um, I think countries around the world have a right to seize Chinese assets. Gordon, let me then... Let me then ask you this as far as uh, the way our president, President Trump, is handling uh, this type of situation. I One of the reasons why I became a, a national surrogate for, for the president and sit on a board, uh, an advisory board of his, is this. I liked his approach to uh, being strong in the face of the Chinese. However, uh, there are some who feel as though he's too friendly with people like China and, of course, Vladimir Putin. Uh, Gordon, if you could uh, give us some insight from your point of view as to how this president is handling and faring with the Chinese. Yeah, I think that President Trump, if you look at his general posture, has been much tougher on the Chinese than any of his predecessors going back. You'd have to go back to Eisenhower to find a president who was more hostile to Chinese communism. I don't particularly like it when President Trump says nice things about Xi Jinping. I think he goes over the top. But nonetheless, I don't believe that President Trump actually believes what he's saying. He's doing it because he wants to unnerve the Chinese and because he believes that he just needs to, on a working level, keep things civil. Um, But President Trump's policies on China are resolute. They defend the United States. And it's been a long time coming. So it's very important for us to support the president's policies on China because we have a common enemy. That's China. That common enemy means us harm. And we've got only one president right now. Um, So my message to Americans is whether you're Republicans or Democrats, whether you're going to vote for President Trump in November or not, he's the only guy who's going to save us. And so we've got to rally behind him at this critical moment because we could lose our republic. My special guest is uh, Gordon Chang. Gordon, I've enjoyed uh, your pieces and writings for years now and really do expect respect your 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 mind and uh, your writings. Let me uh, then uh, transition or at least let me let me ask you this. Then uh, the audience would love to know how to get you once all this is over to where they are, to uh, their churches, synagogues uh, to speak to them. And so how do people get a hold of Gordon Chang if they need to talk to him? Um, I've got a website. Uh, well, the uh, the email address is info at g-o-r-d-o-n-c-h-a-n-g dot com, info at gordonchang.com. And my Twitter handle, you can send me a direct message there, is g-o-r-d-o-n-g-c-h-a-n-g. Um, and, um, I, you know, I, I, I try to respond to everybody. I'm not always 100% perfect at that, but um, I'm... My wife is very good at uh, 
things. Well, bless your heart for giving credit to your pride. Uh, Gordon, uh, everybody has been on the show, and I'm, I'm really proud to add you uh, to uh, this list. Everybody from Hannity to the, the, whoever you want to name uh, have been here. And this is a question that I like to pose to um, most who come on the show, and I certainly want to hear from you on this particular question. You, your body of work is huge. It's large. You've, you've, done, you've done good uh, as far as spreading uh, your message and uh, your thoughts and philosophy on life and, and politics. But once you sit on the porch and there you are rocking, holding hands with your, your, your significant other, your wife, looking off into the sunset and uh, reflecting on life, um, talk to us about legacy. What would you want us to remember about um, Gordon Chang's journey here with us? Talk to us. What a great question. I've never been asked that question before because I've never really thought about legacy because we're just really just so involved day to day. China's propaganda is pervasive, um, and they've tried to flood the United States. They've tried to ha- have been successful in penetrating American society from the top to the bottom. So I don't really think about uh, tomorrow that much. I'm just sort of very much concerned about making sure that the American people have an alternative viewpoint to that of a very hostile regime that means us harm. So, um, you know, in terms of legacy, um, maybe I'll think about that when we're sort of past this crisis. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, no, I, I, no, I was listening. Yeah, it is something for us to think about when we're past this crisis. And, folks, uh, my special guest has been Gordon Chang. Uh, tune in. Uh, two hours every day. Gordon, uh, I want to thank you for being here with us um, uh, here on the C.L. Bryant Show. If you don't get both hours, download free the C.L. Bryant Show app onto your iPhone or favorite device, and this conversation will be there, and I want you to reflect on it. Last question for you uh, here. I have about three minutes left, uh, Gordon. Um, you were talking about after this has passed, after this is over. Um does our relationship with China um, uh, go back to um, pre-corona or uh, COVID-19, or is there something that's going to be weakened in our relationship with China because of this episode? I don't think we go back to where we are. Now, there are significant elements of American society, Wall Street, uh, Chambers of Commerce, um, who would like it to go back to where it was. Um, but I don't think that it will. And part of it is because um, I think American people have seen how malevolent China has been. And so it's very difficult to unlearn that type of stuff, even in the onslaught of propaganda that Beijing is unleashing on us right now. So I, I do believe we have a much more robust posture towards China. And I think that if President Trump is reelected um, in November, he probably is going to go after the Chinese um, in a much more determined way, uh, largely because he'll be freed of a lot of the political pressure that has been put on him um, from those elements in society that have really benefited from China. Not all Americans have. Most Americans have not. And we've got to remember that um, we've got to defend our sovereignty and our republic. And um, we're going to do that, Reverend. We're going to do that. Thank you so much for being on with us. Continue to fight the good fight, Gordon Chang. I know that you will because you are. God bless and God keep you. And again, thank you for being on with me. You're going to be a regular. I've got to have you on as a regular uh, here on the show. Thank you so much.